podcast listeners. You hear my voice right now. I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. So before we get started with this episode, I want to say thank you for listening and tuning in to the Asher Head Podcast. Uh, this is another Good Brothers edition. And so um, this particular recording is, you know, probably right on time. But it was recorded. We were traveling, um, as you'll hear, towards the end of our conversation today. And, um, you know, just a reminder, the value of moving through the world with people uh, cannot be undersold. Uh, as always, you know, when you tune in and listen to these conversations, you know, uh, please take the best part for yourself. And, um, you know, feel free to give comment or send us a message uh, if you uh, have some thoughts about what you've heard. Um, you know, you feel free to use any of the social media vehicles uh, or if you are connected in some more intimate way, you know, send a brother a text message. So in any event, um, you know, hope you enjoy this conversation and uh, we'll be back. Peace. Peace. I'm Majestic. My man, Justice. Uh, so, um, as it may sound when people listen, that we are actually in the room together. And um, and, we, and we saved at least this opening piece of this conversation. You know, now that a few days of summer, um, there's been, uh, how you say, you know, comments and posts and, you know, commentary from a variety of sources. But basically, on live television... Um, uh, Will Smith smacked um, Chris Rock in the face, um, and after comments, a joke that um, Chris Rock did that was particularly hurtful um, to his, you know, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith. Um, the ensuing debate about if he shouldn't, should he shouldn't have, was it right, was it wrong? You know, was he defending his wife? Is defending your wife in that way appropriate? Uh, violence is not the answer. Uh, you should be able to thick skin. Um, to a very good po- good piece by Roxanne Gay, I said that one reads about like later kind of for your concept of thick skin, like how thick do my skin need to be to um, several other points. And you know, as as I tend to lean to, you know the the need in our society and quite often the demand that when things happen that there's a requirement for us to jump on some side. You know, I've, I've kind of derived that whole idea is wildly unhealthy, especially for black people, because um, often leaves us in this place uh, where, quite frankly, um, I mean, even though both of them, I say, are closer in age to us, but we could look at them as entertainers of our, you know, our arc of, uh, of you know, of life. So it's kind of whack to see them, see that happen in face. But I guess just <laughs> let's start from... What was your 
I don't know, visceral or first sort of just thought about this circle? Like, what's something that is extractable? So, my first thought was like, this is fake. I thought I thought Doctor Umar was was playing a joke on us to show that you know the, the craziness of white supremacy. I just thought like it was fake, like it was staged. Like, what do you mean? Paul got on stage and smacked another dude. And, you know, and I want to start with not supporting, not supporting wanton violence. But I will also want to be it's very interesting. We'll be like, we don't support violence, but like we stand by and watch violence be uh, done to people, to countries. To a whole bunch of evil, but you know we get into this violence thing, right? Uh, when we choose to have the moral high road, but so yeah. At first, I was like, you know, like Bobby Hemet, like fake news, like you know what I mean, clone. <laughs> it's fake news, and then um, it then it becomes memes, and then it becomes attached to Philadelphia, which. You know, if he had some ancestral memory of being on 52nd Street and having to defend himself, that may be, that may or may not be the case. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and then I guess I, I, one thing I want to stay, and I know you, one thing I just wanted to, to, to have a conversation about this here is, man, people go through shit, man. And, and I'm not saying that it's okay for them to go do things and harm people. But I will say that, you know, there are people in our society, man, and, and I think in some ways we've expanded our, we tried to expand at least the conversation around the care economy. I'm trying to say like people have mental health issues, need to deal with them. But sometimes when we're talking about that, you start to see people with real mental health issues and we then have a challenge dealing with them individually while we say collectively we should be like this. There's clearly something going on there, man. <laughs> you know, there's clearly something. And 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 you know, before we add on, I just say this: like, while I didn't read the book, I read enough think pieces that he did when the book came out to be clear that he has lived with the kind of some emo deep emotional pressure his entire life. Um, and I think through it all, to your point about thick skin has held it with a high regard and we've honored him holding it in a high regard. And, you know, can we be open to the possibility that it just went left? Yeah. And, and what, and what that means, you know, not even to go back over whatever happened with him and his wife and their relationships, because they don't, that doesn't have to be the thing that sent him over the edge. You could or couldn't, it doesn't have to be. Right. So, yeah, the the thing that I so I, I've on this in our conversations here and in other spaces I've spoke to the idea that sometimes in our life you know and I and I'm not judging it I'm not saying that it should be that way but we may have the like I always joke with my staff and my my old John and people I've worked with like you know when you get to a certain place whatever the dynamic of your family. Right, and there might be there's a time when you go be with family, and there's like a there's a time on the clock where you go, you know what I'm doing? I'm going home because y'all about to get into that other stuff, right? Where if somebody been going through it, they gonna have had it enough drinks to start acting up. That's right. Or it's it, called late in the night after after dinner. 
and every right. and, and everybody sitting around and they got music going. Usually, you know, I guess in our time, some seventies. Right, they had on. the music playing. Somebody's playing cards. Yeah, somebody playing cards. Somebody in the back is watching television. Yeah, and then like a, there's a thump or a. Well, I ain't never like your uncle anyway. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and and, and there's a trauma there. There's these other things, right? right? Right, where we learn to go like. You know, when you're a kid, you can't escape it. So maybe you know the kids is upstairs and they make you go to bed or something. When you get older, though, that's the, that those lingering memories are with you. Now, what does that have to do with this moment? It's the thing of something happens and someone feels they need to do something, but the set of things that they think are the right things to do, they chose the wrong one, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, and and then you know, I can't escape the thing of like, like if he really, really wanted to hurt him, like it could have been. Real much uglier thing than like walking up there and smack. Like in my mind, it was like I'm upset, I'm triggered. I start. I, I got out my seat. Damn it, I'm already walking. I can't stop walking and go sit back down. That's right. Like, or at least you know, my, my ego yeah, might not let me because yeah. I done stood up. Because then, then the commentary is going to be, oh, he got up like he was going to do something, but then he got you know. It, right, it, but, it, it's crazy. But we would have done something. But see, but black folks would have talked about you. And I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna name it. Black folks talked about you. Why you get up? So you're gonna do something if you wasn't gonna do nothing. One person's restraint. So therefore, if he feel like he, I gotta go now, and right. and and get up here because people will say, right, you that I knew it. you was a sucker. See, you was, you was about to do something, but then you, you always act like you go. Then when you did it, and do you know what they do said? And this is real rap. That's why Jada messed with the young boy. Right. So imagine that's in your head, <sighs> right? All of those, right? Because this is like this is the because I, I think it's really important, and it is something for me as somebody who. who Contrary, people may not know, despite my sweet, demeaning, loving nature, I have a very short temper. Yeah, I grew up my whole life with a yeah, short no temper, idea. and I learned through process to to experience my short temper and find other ways to do to respond to things, right? right? Instead of you know yelling loud and or approaching somebody, right? You know, or, you which know, is a possibility, me. right? Which <laughs> is a possibility. Instead of you know when I flashback when I. Uh, you know, I, got, I was a bad call. They, they they did me dirty in dodgeball. I was so furious. I walked off the field. I kicked the fence and went into the gym. Went back into school. Everybody's like, why he headbutt the fence? I didn't headbutt the fence. I kicked it. But the point was being, you know what everybody did? They left me the hell alone. Even the teacher was like, damn, I ain't never seen him act like you. I'm just, right. I, nobody called my mom. There wasn't no meetings. They just right. said he was having a rough one today. Right. He went, we went too far. Right? I, I had to learn how to when cuz when you when you're starting to lose it all of the diff, at least for me all the different reasons why you're here show up and again they're not always the most virtuous and not always like because I am an honorable warrior of the of the knights of the order of righteousness and therefore I must it's like sometimes it's like they ain't going to talk about me like that this person ain't going to they always hated me the, you know whatever interneasing yeah, right. stuff is floating around and I'm sure for homie you know, and and it and it even showed itself. Obviously, you know, people cheap jokes, social media. Oh, why you ain't do that to boy? Why you ain't say that to so and so? Right? You wouldn't have did that if it was this other person. It's like all of that middle school, right. people pumping you up to fight stuff. That's right. And you might say, well, he's a grown man. He's like almost fifty years old, or is fifty years old. How could he? I'm like, all of that stuff is still in us. Like all that stuff is in us, and you might do a good job of. Keeping staying up in the upper front part of your frontal cortex, but then you might lose it, right? And so when someone actually loses it, are right, 
rightfully was like, yo, Will, you shouldn't hit that. That wasn't cool. Right. Understood. Chris Rock on the other side, you know, you got to deal with, like, <laughs> should I have, should I have, like, smacked Will back? Like, should we have just gotten into a fisticuffs? Which he was like, obviously, I can't do that. Right? Like, and people, you know, well, Will's bigger than him and all this other stuff. I'm like, that ain't got nothing to do with fighting. I mean, it does in, like, weight classes matter. But there's a certain thing of, like, if you know, like, I shouldn't fight this man in the middle of this. Right. I got a tuxedo on. I got his velvet, you know, situation on here. I ain't supposed to be fighting this man, even though he came up here. I don't know what he's about to do to me. But I can't fight him. Because right. that'll be even worse. <laughs> like, if they were just wrestling around, <laughs> and they had that, like, they had that, like you know what? the camera. You, that like, like, imagine in your way. mind, he smacks Will. Will smacks him. Then he go, like, Chris jumps back in his stance, comes with an overhand left. Right? And it just is wrestle, wrestling. Right. It's bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Chris is like, hold up, I can't right. I can't go out like It could have gone worse. It could be really, really bad. So, like on a different level. Um so so circling into and and, I, and it's like to me, we can look at all the different things that analyze the point and accept them, right? Like, yeah, you know, I I mean there's some like the setback to race type talk. I'll be like, I don't set back from what? I don't think about the white gaze that much. So hold on, let me I wanna touch still <laughs> because that's not my bad. Let me just I know that some people let bad. me just touch that. If you assert that when we do something bad, quote unquote bad, if you think it's bad, again, that way I could say it wasn't as tasteful. I could say maybe it wasn't as thoughtful. The, you think that sets us back years? Cause, cause good white folks gonna see us do that. What did the good white folks did it set us forward when they became millionaires? Did it did it make the race better? Like you know, like I told my pop, I think there's a certain group of black folks that still have this idea of the the the, the racial covenant we all made, the kind the social contract that black folks I think until a relatively recent point had. Right, you know, you always had groups of people who say, "I don't give a damn what y'all think," but you had a, this this contract, like, man, you know, we're gonna we're gonna act on behalf of us all, right? But then, for a variety of reasons, I don't think most of us function like that. I don't think Will Smith nor Chris Rock are going outside with the social contract. I mean, I think you know, back in their mind, they know they're black, right. but not that like everything they do has to be like right. the most pristine for black people. I just I don't think that's the case. So this idea that, you know, and I wonder, do we put that on all of each, we put that on each other every day, right? Like, I don't have an issue with it per se, but when somebody walk out with a bonnet on and slippers that's dusty on the back of them with socks, they, they okay, are you setting the race back? Right. Do, do we got to, or should we do, do we have to wear suits every day? Like, what is actually the place that is representative of the race? And... A further one to probe, does that mean that the entertainer is the race man? That the entertainer is the race woman? Right? Like, when, why do we affix that to them? Right. You know? And then say, well, because, you know, don't matter if you're rich or not, black people still going to be violent. Interesting story. We got a whole industry of videos where people pull guns out. <laughs> And we and we openly sell it to the world, and people have made a lot of money, right, right. off of that. Yeah. And then we debate because these two guys, because one guy clearly jumps the shark, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, went over the edge, and and then it gets into like 
you know, re- removing the 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 basic analysis of, of American society is one of the most rapaciously violent societies in the history of societies, right? right? Within the structure of the narrative, you know, I mean, there's much better scholars on even just the dynamic of, of guns and the relationship with guns, not necessarily in our community, but in, you know, what we would frame as white communities and the history of that as the under the subtle text of we will kill whatever other people to have the space. Right, it's a you know a, a country that has not found a way to not be in some sort of active what we could least call an active conflict in any ten year span in the history of the country. Let's all settle down <laughs> on the like black people so violent, right? That's a narrative that someone else is pushing and then acting as if others are not violent. Um, you know, not to speak to you know the other forms of violence that we endure. You know what I'm saying within this society, in um, the conditions that have been fostered for certain populations of people, certain populations of our community to act in ways that you know might be harmful on the inter or intra community level, right? Mm-hmm. Like again, both multiple things can be true, right? You know, and I think um, people have tried to force this situation, like we force most situations, to be an either or. To to affix blame more to one person because someone has to be more wrong than the other person. Yeah, and you know it's just to, to to make sure it's not lost. I mean, you know, there's other part of this where it's just the idea that I mean, I I, I thought like even on talking about what happened, and I want to circle touch on two points. One, I want to talk about Jada Pink Smith, and um. Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry in the moment checking on both of the, them, like what happened, right? Checking on Chris, checking on Will. Um, talk about Jada. Mm-hmm. I could imagine, you know, whatever the dynamics of their, you know, challenges and, and, and the way, you know, publicly we make jokes, entanglements, all that stuff. But they've been, these people have been together. Since the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So whatever the unhealthy challenge in whatever pieces of their relationship may be, this person's been in a long term. I can understand, you know, looking over and seeing that person suddenly have a fate, have a look that's like they're they're hurt. Where the the veil, the the, the you know, as I call it, the Raji shark eyes, <laughs> my nictitating membrane will go over this and I'll be like, where is the person that made her feel like that? And it, and it and it's not about uh, her any to me. I can understand someone being upset and wanting to protect her and make the wrong choice. The other thing I can understand is, and I, I don't want to speak for her, is and I what I would ask folks to do, or I want to just extend is like she shouldn't have to endure that. She shouldn't have to endure jokes constantly in every space about her. Right. It's it's the bad contract we've made with wealth. We we've created a horrible contract with wealth and humanity. We've done an inverse. We've said if you're poor, don't say anything about this person because you're poor. If you're rich, you the contract is you should be able to take what I dish out because you're rich. Which on its head is a laughable concept. Like, 
money does a lot of shit for you, but it don't make you. It doesn't make it easier to someone to harm you, right? And and, and for you to be okay, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and just you know, there's not a lot I could, you know, I don't want, but but basically, even JW, listen to this. Hey, sis, they, you know, I appreciate your creative contribution to our society, and you shouldn't have to deal with that. And that's Shout all. Shout out to Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? Be more in the house. Yo, yo wild crew. I, I got I to say this too. I know because we be talking about really highfalutin concepts Absolutely. sometimes. Yo, y'all's a wild for y'all a wild couple. And not because of nothing that happened before. Right. But because y'all would not leave. Right. <laughs> that that you, is hilarious. That, that is the wild. That is the wildest part of it. I got to say, even sometimes wilder than the fact that he did it was not the fact that he did it. The fact that they did it and then both looked at them and said, no, we ain't going nowhere. We still got an award to get. And a mug didn't know what to do with it. You couldn't figure that out. See, like I said, as much as, you know, again, I want to like, I would like to think I always try to hold myself with a higher regard. If I snapped, that's one thing. But then I snapped. I, I come into the reality of the impact of me snapping. And then someone says, well, we, we'd like you to, to leave the premises. And y'all go, no. Nah, nah B. Now nah, we're going we gonna to be We're going to stay right here. <laughs> now that y'all do, Baltimore and Philadelphia, you can't take y'all nowhere for that one. Because that's a... Uh, and, and all I, I, I've read people make comments like, well, how could they let them stay? And I was like, I mean, so y'all, y'all want the Academy Awards to get the security dudes to physically grab Will Smith, Zeta Pinkett Smith. And their family. And then their family. Charlie Mack. <laughs> and yank them out the building. Right. Like, stop the show. Stop the telecast. And, because that's what we're asking for, right? So right. so, so sometimes we, we, we tell people things should happen and we don't hear the violence that's behind that. Because it's, it, there's a thing, like someone, you know, and I've dealt with situations in, in my professional capacity where someone refuses to leave, right? And so if you operate with certain humanistic, you know, constraints, right, where you'll go, all right, I, I'm, I can't, like, grab you and throw you up out this joint. Right. That wouldn't be appropriate. So I got to figure out how we're going to work this out, right? right? So I might, I might sit next to you, but like, all right, well, you ain't going to leave. I'm going to sit right here with you, okay? Right. Is that cool? you be like, all right, all right, cool. You're like, go on with the show. Right, and then people might be like, "Well, why? Why would you do that?" You know, the reality of actually practicing circling back to when someone comes outside of the frame of what we want to be healthy and what we think is right and exact. The reality of actually practicing that requires a different set of responses and responses. And and I and I and I think I can say this. I think with some confidence, anyone who's ever worked in a school, right? Anyone's ever worked in a like community centery kind of environment. You know, especially where anyone's welcome. Um, anyone that's run an event in a public space where someone comes up and they prevent present a confounding challenge to what you want to have happen in the space and you have to make the decision is whatever removing them, da da da, whatever that may be, is that also gonna create a whole nother layer of issue? Mm-hmm. Right. And then you have to try to find the right weave to deal with this individual idiosyncratic situation and the circumstances that are attached to it. Um, Again, it it requires an amazing intestinal fortitude to just be like, I ain't leaving. I know I'm about to win tonight and y'all just gonna have to deal with it. Um, It, it, you know, whatever that may be, but I also gotta understand them like, we we can't have eight, you know, probably white dudes with, you know, uh, athleisure, you know, fitness fighting suits 
putting trying to put Will Smith in chicken wing, snap, you know what I'm saying, snatching Jada bring up in her in her in her dress. Yeah, you know I mean, like it turns into a whole other. Yeah, you got to make that's a, you got to make a tactical decision. Like it, the, the, the yeah. tactics around that that you would have to utilize in order to get your desired result. Right, <clears throat> and, and then y'all aren't dealing with some sort of like you know what I'm saying as I would say robust reciprocal principles where you go hold up y'all, we got to stop the show and have a circle now because something just happened with the, with the, like if, if this is operating sort of within right. the space right. of we're all in this entertainment world, not like somebody was going to go all right, we're going to get in a circle on the stage, man, cut the turn these other lights on. Will what no, happened? Like we're gonna have a joint yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't y'all values. Yeah, restorative justice. Right, you ain't gonna do that. Right now, that might be something like in a family space, right? If in one of ours or something happened between brothers, we're like, look, man, we need to separate y'all for a minute to cool down. All right, everybody come back. We gotta we gotta talk about this because right. we all connected to each other, right? So you know that that's absent from that space, right? And so this is the things I want people to think about when you feeling all empowered to give all your various comments about what should or shouldn't happen you know what i mean or you know who should be should be consequences well i mean in the words of uncle ruckus paraphrase they should have never gave y'all the internet <laughs> they should have never let all listen i actually there is a lot to be said for the democratization of voices and the democratization of voices that maybe traditionally may not have been heard right in 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 in, in traditional media and I, I support that. And it's been an important thing. But they should have never gave y'all the internet. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. I he yeah, it's over. And there's something very dangerous about doing think pieces and arguing with people around things you don't have all the information around. Like, it's one thing, I mean, we can laugh and say people have their own perspectives, but there's a conversation of, like, I have to, the thought of I have to withhold judgment until I have all the information. And in most things, we, you know, I would think people, the thoughtful people say, I have to withhold judgment until I know more. But we don't do that, right? We don't know more. Now, as things are coming out more, there's more things to look at. Like I said, man, well, y'all could have maybe rolled. I understand you want to get your award, but like you did kind of uh, rock the boat a little bit, champ. <laughs> you did smack a dude on national television. So it's like, but until I have more information to make an assertion about what happened, I don't really have, I don't have a side. And I, even if I did, I still don't have a side because they're, they're two people I don't know. And I just think they're like, to your point about the think pieces and the judgments around who's right or who's wrong. Um, we need to be more nuanced in our in our public in, in our public representation of our vantage points. Now, some might say that's what the internet is for, but I think it um, you know, the internet is not neutral. Yeah. And what I mean by that is everyone I think the data is in on the danger of the role of social media. I, I think that's you know, just because you don't have Netflix don't mean you don't know that. <laughs> the data is in. The people that work at social media companies will tell you. <laughs> it's a it's a trap, like literally. Right. Um, and so I just think that it's important for us not to then kind of create sides and have these debates with each other on the people we're supporting. Yeah. yeah. You know? And 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 I and I think it's I think it's really I think for our own, you know, mental our own mental health sometimes, you know, it's okay to accept that the parameters of what's happened there does not require me to make some closed judgment 
Um, and it ultimately, you know, I, I will say this. I, I hope that them two between themselves can find some resolution. Um, also, don't, they, they don't never need to tell me nothing about it. That's right. Right. Like, we feel entitled sometimes to, like, we need to know what happened with that. Actually, you don't. It's the contract about I gave you money two years ago. I spent $14 on a ticket to go see a movie. So in some ways, you owe me more, and you don't. You know, now, now down the line and maybe in a memoir or something, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe. I mean, hopefully, maybe, if they get to whatever they get to, you know, maybe Chris weaves this into something to share through his comedic art, vice versa, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, to go about what happened, some thoughtfulness. But they don't owe it to us. And I think when we can get to a place where we we respect the idea, even if we witness something, you know, mm. like th- these are extraordinary circumstances that they're in, that we witness that. You know what I'm saying? Like people would maybe like, I, I feel like I'm back at my, you know, something that happened in my life. And that's that happens. That's the reality. You know, something happens internally, we turn in and, and bring up something from us, right, to make it relatable. Um, but still, ultimately their resolutions or wherever they go is with them. And, you know, like I said, I hope everyone involved, you know, finds what they need, you know, to be well going forward. So Scooby-Doo. And, and just, I think I do, you know, you made a really good point about the role of, of Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington. Um, you know, just thinking, just owing to the origin story of these conversations, Ryan Shaohead and just the maturity Right. And the maturity of of two people who are responding to the humanity of people they consider friends. Right. And again, there's, there's sometimes we have to decide, are we trying to be punitive or caring? You know, and when a misjudge, again, a misdeed is done, how do we need to do that? Now, again, we all can say now we want the carceral system to be changed because we want individual. We want collectively want, want this idea. But then when you see it individually. Does your brain now respond differently? Right. Like, no, there needs to be punishment. Right. Right. Um, and figuring out how we deal with that. So I do think there's there's um there's a, a teachable moment in the role that both Denzel and Tyler Perry um played and you know, some of the backstage information as they say, because clearly people recognize that this was like be, I mean, saying that's beyond the pale, I'm not telling me that's beyond the pale, but it's a, this is a, a, a extraordinary circumstance. Yeah. And people were responding to the fact that it's an extraordinary circumstance. So I don't need to necessarily deal with it like it's normal. Right. I might have to utilize another kind of feeling because clearly there's something else here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, one p- quick touch, if you don't mind, is um, this thing about someone having a a disability or a disease, right? I I do think there's a place in our culture where again, we've created these these weird covenants around what's not what's off limits and not off limits. Um in the sense of giving comedians free reign to speak as they see fit. Um I think again, and I like comedians who do it. I like comedians who do kind of brush on the kind of barriers and parameters of maybe what's okay socially, some definitely politically, but sometimes socially, I know that comes with it. F- 
these guys don't write their jokes. And so I think uh, uh, that's, uh, I don't know if everyone knows that, but you, Chris Rock didn't write those jokes. Those jokes were written for Chris Rock by writers who that's how they get their break, big break. If someone who wrote the joke had no idea that she has an autoimmune disease, then you're irresponsible. You're responsible. And I will apply the same thing to things that Dave Chappelle has said. So just, I mean, some of the shit Dave Chappelle says is irresponsible. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you might think it's funny. You might be brushing up against something. You might have some, you might have some broader political context of why you're doing it. But that doesn't mean it's not irresponsible. It, it, it couldn't harm people. And then the same way, so this idea, like, it's just a joke. Comedians, can comedians say whatever? And I, I just think, you know, especially when someone has an autoimmune disease, right? And especially, you know, whether, you know, I'm not with the, the mean patrol that show good hair. But there is something to be said that as black men, we know and understand when a woman's, when a black woman's hair and the what kind of issues that, that right, are right. that are there. Like everything that, that that's weaved. That's, yeah, that's weaved in. Yeah, you know, no, no weaved into me. the hair. All of it, you know what I'm saying? That's just, it is crazy. <laughs> I just talked. That, that, that was a good one, though. I didn't mean right. to do that, though. That was it. Just came out that way. But the reality is, there's there's a ton of there's stuff there stuff. that, in many ways, it's our role to go. I'm right here with you. I don't need to have like if me and you are at a place where me and you can have a personal conversation, right. we could do that. But it's not actually for me to make a whole bunch of. Di- I'm not helping making a bunch of public proclamations necessary, I guess is what I should say, right? As a as a black man. But also I need to be tuned in. I mean, we just had, you know, the what's the name bill pass around yeah. yeah, the Crown Act. Um, other thing, you know, because that is a a particular attack point within the structure of the way racism is played out in our society as it relates to black women specifically. And whether we think it's the way they women should feel or don't feel is not our decision to make, right? If that's a, a particularly sensitive touch point, right? Or an area where it's, you know, Harvard's the one to deal with, you know what I'm saying, so, so to speak, the frontal cortex and like analyze it from a, a dispassionate position, right? And he should know that if, you know, and why I challenged the idea that they were like, oh, he kind of went off the cuff. Y'all had the cameras like going like, because all that production stuff is timed. Right? right. And so, like, you had shots where you was looking over to see reaction. So, and you heard, you know, and you heard it. how it dropped. <clears throat> like, it dropped in, it wasn't the usual, it was like a, uh, like a thud came across. And he said, what? It was a, like basically like responding, like, it was a bad joke. Right. But, yeah. So, you knew it was a bad joke and you knew it wouldn't drop right. And I, I can't say you knew because I don't, you know, I had acknowledge that. The way you dropped it and the way it dropped, it was received, and then the, your response to it before Will comes up, right. he's like, "What?" Right. AKA, yo, you knew it was beyond the, you knew it wasn't, right. you know what I mean? And so, whether the person that wrote it knew it was like that, whether you knew it like that as an artist, as a performer, but most importantly, again, this idea of okay, because they're wealthy or because they get on TV and talk about their lives, that they are now open to 
these other things right. because and, they have red table talks. I think there's like this one to one thing. Oh, because they get paid to talk about their lives and talk about other people's lives. They're more open. We, they should be more open to our right to whatever I need. To acerbic, like acerbic criticism. <sighs> well, you know, hopefully that all figures itself out. You know yeah. Everybody don't lose no sleep over all this, though. Please don't lose no sleep. <laughs> children need things. People, houseless families. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. Don't lose too much sleep around this particular situation. You know, take the best part. Um, before we, we exit, I thought we should at least say where we are um, on the tail end of, of some travels together up here in, um, in, in, in the great city. You know, one of the great American cities, the great, you know, probably one probably of the, the, I mean, the, you you know, could argue, I argue, yeah, I argue that there are probably three great cities in America, New York, LA, and Chicago. You could, I mean, Miami is an interesting place in the sense that, um, it's kind of America, but it's kind of not in America. It's kind of a gateway to the rest of the gateway to the Southern hemisphere, but like, I think um, I think Chicago is the most what I'm going to call "quote unquote" American of American cities, and I don't mean that by just like the people, right? But I just like the stu- the story, way that's structured, the story, the came, rail lines. A black man started it. No one wants to give his credit. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of real American shit happening <laughs> with Chicago, right? Um, obviously, LA kind of similar to to Miami in its own way, but also very fundamentally. American, another place that black folks, black Afro Mexicans was there. Nobody want to talk about that yet either. Um, you know, uh, but New York, I think, is a one of the quintessential global cities, right? Like it exists. It has four Chinatowns, right? Right. Like just to put it in context with the rest of the world, it's four. Um, but yeah, yeah, great city. Um, and I guess it, you know we went uptown. To see uh, talk Black Thought and Tiny East Codes, we ate, we've eaten some delicious meals. Um, you know, I've been on a vegan adventure with my brothers. You know, what I'm saying not that I'm anti that or whatever have you, but just you know, for the record, you know, what I'm saying we ate some fine dining. What though? I guess just something I just want to share and reiterate because I was, you know, I've had to move around a bit the first part of this year um, in support of family, um, and then you know, within that, there's a, there's a strain and a, and a, and a drain. But I think it's just a reminder that there's a value to traveling with people, right? And especially, you know, I think as, as men, um, you know, I think, and I don't know if we talked about this on this. I think we might have. But just the idea, like, you go travel and it's like, uh, what's that movie? It's like one of them bad movies, like Porky's or something. It's like, yeah. it's, like it's just debauchery and drink it. Right. Like, it's like, ah, oh, man, like, I mean, that's cool. If that's who you are. Right. I don't know. I'm not here to. I'm trying not to judge you. Yeah. But there's an importance of like sometimes you go places and you don't always have time to see or experience something. And um, a city like this city, there's a lot of different experiences available. Um, and you know, uh, it's the. I think I just want to make a space to appreciate. You know what I'm saying? Like it's been a good time. You know what I mean? Um, and and I would say my my prominent <laughs> thought is the. Uh, the idea of, of Black Thought originally last night, that talk going, you know, realizing I'm a threat. Like, I got to, like, his words. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be on something to be at my most excellent, right, in what you do. And um, and just to say, like, it, there's something to 
in life to the degree that it's appropriate, right? Because it's not at every place in your life that you need to be the most excellent at stuff. But find something that you do well and be okay, you know what I'm saying, with that being a part, you know what I mean, of your movement. Um, so that that's my sort of reflection on being up here together, um, having the opportunity to actually record, you know, in, in the first person. Um, any just a reflection of thought, you know, on our, our, our travel today? Yeah, a couple, I mean, very similar to what you said, Just like I think the idea of like, Men traveling together and it's like debauchery ensues, right? And I guess now we all, it's all like that, like girls trip. I guess everything is like if four people get together, they are letting all their inhibitions go. And that's generally connected to Wild Hogs. That was a joint with John Travolta and uh, Martin Lawrence, right? Because if you get four men together, they live lives where they're unhappy. Right. So there's again, there's this underlying premise. My life is unhappy. So I get to be happy when I'm with y'all. We have to reframe that idea that you shouldn't necessarily be your life shouldn't be unhappy because that's what gives birth to excesses. Right. That's what gives birth to like, you know, people being like, I don't know what happened. Next thing you know, they ended up in a drunken stupor outside and all this kind of stuff. Right. The, you know, they got a whole country. I mean, they got a whole city for it called Vegas. You're like, you know, <laughs> I got a whole city for your excesses. Um, but, you know, it is important for men and for black men to be able to travel together, to experience culture together, right? Um, to be able to eat, whether it's a plant-based diet or not, to be able to eat in places, coffee, you know, whatever, you, whatever you're into, to, to be able to do that and model that. Because the important thing also here is, how going back to this whole thing about frankly will smith how do we model manhood you know again ask your old head like how do you model these kind of things um i was fortunate that my my father and my uncles um traveled together in much of my childhood so along with family traveling i also was able to see um black men travel together for business uh for sports tennis particularly um and, and for for all those things, so I think um, you know I'm I'm fortunate to to be able to have brothers like yourself and our other brothers who see the importance of traveling together, and you know also being supported by family, broader family who understand that it's important for Black men to travel together, um, and for those that to be parts of our lives and how we show up. Um, culturally, what we saw last night. I think um, when I think about uh, black male expression, um, and I think about Tiny Heasy Coates and his form of expression, and thinking about the role of the role of the roots music and Tiny Heasy Coates's life, mm -hmm. makes you think about the importance of culture and how you're taking culture in. And I think um, you know you made a great point last night about like the metaverse versus the real world and how a lot of us are taking in culture via the metaverse right now, which I think is a good gateway to the culture. Like it's a gateway to see things that maybe you would not have seen. We have more access to find more shit than we ever could have found before, but we shouldn't confuse that with actually the experience. And so I think the importance of culturally seeing our the people that we care about, not just rap and perform, but also talk. Right. We have to I think there's a space where we have to normalize how we hear the artists talk about their art, 
because it's one thing to just receive it, but another thing to hear it. And so when you hear Black Thought talk about being a threat, he's doing it with the insurance of someone who has dedicated thousands of hours to his craft mm-hmm. as a master of his craft. Right. Ty Easy Coates is talking as someone who's watched Black Thought master his craft as he has mastered his craft. And that was the whole power, I think, of what I seen when when we talked about doing this was like, you know, we we like to venerate the artists that came before us, but then the artists who were actually performing at a very high level right now, we might just be like, oh, okay. Versus like, no, let's hear the artist talk now the same way you wouldn't have you made have wanted to hear Jacob Lawrence talk when he was doing the art. Right. You want to hear Romeo Beard. You want to hear Coltrane talk about his music. Well, we you don't get that chance unless you see a documentary. But you do get to see a virtuoso, like Black Thought or a virtuoso, like uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates, in a fundamentally black place. Right. Talking about black art and black manhood and black music. Right. And I think something that's important, especially, in, in, like I said, the difference between being in the space, they didn't have to say in the room but it's like a real black thing we're doing. Because everyone in the room, right? You, like, you, you already know it. Right. Right? Like, you're at the Apollo. You're in Harlem. They're on the stage. Like, you don't... Like, there's places sometimes where you might have to go... have to say, this is a this is going to be a, this is a black space. Right. Everybody knows. That's right. Everybody's in the room. Anyone who's in the room that thought it was some other kind of space, but I don't know what kind of delusion they was operating in. Right? right. Like, you... and And so... And I, I think it's really important. Like, we got all these tools and stuff, and, and and I think it's a great way to stay connected. But there's still, and I think, like I said, as as we come out of the other side, hopefully stay out of the pandemic yeah. circumstances, the value of actually being present, <laughs> mm. sitting in the room, the full range of emotions that you feel, the sights, the smell, the the, the way the room feels, the things that happened to you before you got in there, all of that stuff impacts our experience and then our actually understanding of what's happening to us, our response to it. And, um, you know, it's one of those things I get to, you know, put on my, you know, on my checklist of like, oh, I got to, I got to hear those two um, artists and, po- you know, creative folk folks that have impacted my life in a positive way, speak about them, speak with each other in real time while I'm here. Not later, like I watched the video and, and I'm sort of empathizing with the moment, you know what I mean? Because it's just not the same, you know what I mean? And, and then, you know, just as a shout out there, Black Thought, if you're listening, if there's any way folks could see that, the, the play that you did last month, yeah. you know, you know, holler at a play, I mean, you know, you some tickets out or something, <laughs> yeah. brother would like to have caught that because the timing didn't work out. Yeah, right? no, same. same. And, that, and that was actually one of the reasons why I was like, yo, I think it's important because when you get a chance to see an artist who, you know, again, your origin story might be, you know, this person that for me now, 30 years ago, right? Like 30 years ago is when I heard about The Roots. And you put that in context, like 30 years ago, running up on them, asking them when, you know, when the next project's coming out or when you can find, where you can find organics and shit like that, right? That was like that secret, that was like that secret door you knocked on. You know what I'm saying? You had to knock on, you had to go see them on 11th and Market standing on the corner when people are selling mixtapes in, in, in the gods' building, like, that's where you had to find them, right? And so for 30 years later to think about Questlove winning a Grammy, them doing plays, right? Like, vir- virtuoso performances, like, okay, this is the arc of black art 
in a way that we want to be really present with. Because again, we like to venerate sometimes stuff that happened. Sometimes we don't always kind of recognize it when it's happening. And I think Tiny Heasy Coats and Black Thought are art, living art that's happening. And to see the living art happen in black spaces without you having to call it a black space because it's a black space, right? Is a really important part of like that, that we have to share with each other, share with the world real time and in the metaverse. Um, and making sure that we're experiencing and supporting those kind of things so those things continue to exist. Because if we don't support them, they don't continue to exist. Hey, man, and that's the only other thing I will add. That's, it's also remarkable to think about, um, you know, him saying that. And I was just thinking about, like, you know, because we were making music at that time and understanding that, you know, you guys are artists. I was writing, I'd be like, damn, I got to. You know, there's a, I know I'm getting better at this, but there was a level of like, yeah, I hear other people, they're like, they, they up there. I got to get up there. You know what I'm saying? And I think in life, you know, sort of that striving for for excellence in in, the, in whatever it is you do in the world, you know, however it is you show up, you know, is a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say on it, but, you know, please go outside, you know, in a thoughtful, safe, <laughs> uh, safe manner. You know, and when you have the opportunity to connect with your folks, you know, my 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 word would be to to, to go and do it. Um, you know, and, and at least in the next couple of months when it's like, well, I could stay home and watch the stream or I could go down to go down to the thing, man. Go down there. And I'm not standing out in no muddy fields no more. I'm, I'm beyond. <laughs> I'm out of that world for myself. I'm just let y'all know no matter how much I'm really thinking about going to the Roots picnic. I got to figure out if I can chill on a, on a bench somewhere because I don't really want to stand outside. In a muddy field, if that's what, <laughs> right? Because you don't know. I love I love field. music, but I don't know. You know what I mean? But that's my personal choice. I mean, you got to live your own experiences that's out right. there. So if you're listening, you know what I'm saying, don't don't let me hold you back from doing seeing something. So with that, um, I don't know. That's all I got. You got anything else for the good of the order? All good. All right. So with that, I say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother, I'm Majestic. Uh, we try to have these conversations regularly um, if you enjoy what you've heard or your thoughts feel free to reach out to uh, the actual head podcast at uh, justice rod g on all the social media platforms uh, if you want to support the podcast the number one thing you can do is to one listen to share rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you know, get the word out and Extend the conversation about what you've heard. Um, if this is in any way been an add-on for you. Uh, the other aspect that's always important to know is that you can become a patron. Um, search Justice Raji on Patreon and choose a level that works for you to contribute something regularly, monthly, what have you, that will offset um, you know just the cost it takes to, to, to put these uh, conversations, these pieces on the internet. Um, yeah, I'm going to leave it there with that and. Um, say hopefully you know by the time you hear this uh you know our national nightmare will be over as it pertains to the slap but uh, i doubt that it will so anyway thank you for listening and um be safe out there peace